0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Across the country and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award winning real estate coaches. Tim and Julie Harris.
2: Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. I am your host, Tim Harris, and I'm joined by my lovely wife, Julie Harris. Julie, welcome to today's radio show.
0: Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to be here.
2: And of course, everyone, this is your source for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money now in this new real estate recovery. I want to remind you, all of you, that you can go back and listen to past radio shows at any time because we've covered a lot of the topics that were you know, uh, designed specifically to get you guys into action, helping folks, and then making yourselves a ton of money. So, Julie, we are uh, continuing the topic that I started yesterday, The, 11, mm-hmm. uh, the 11, um, I think the 11 Habits of the Millionaire mm-hmm. Agent, so we'll get to, I think, habit number three or four today. But before That's we good. do, I'd be curious as to uh, hear some of your stories from your coaching schedule today. I know you've been on the phone this morning and, uh, and this afternoon, as have I, so anything interesting arise in your
0: schedule Yeah, right absolutely. A uh, up-and-coming rising superstar, Ken, who lives in uh, Fresno, and the interesting thing about Ken is he started, I don't know, I think it's about 18 months ago with me, and In the beginning, we were talking about uh, the goal was to stop going from either deal to deal or a couple of deals to a couple of deals and to get some momentum going by turning him into a listing agent. And, of course, he lives in an area with relatively low inventory, so that kind of works against you, as you know. You've got lots of clients in the same situation where you're trying to build inventory, but it sells before you can add to the inventory. So, we have been, you know, basically trudging along adding inventory using coming soon signs and open houses just listed just sold door knocking you know the whole thing and we've been working on that and now he has listing inventory and it, the interesting thing is now he's starting to do the magic self-generation you know where he puts out a coming soon sign where the neighbors calls notice he sold something else in the neighborhood they're ready to list and they're starting to come to him so it's great to see that for Ken because you know, he worked on the pre-listing package, he's got that together, we did his listing presentation scripts, we've got lots of listing strategies once he gets the listing to get more, and now it's starting to all come together. So, Ken now versus Ken even six months ago, it's so fun to see his business grow and actually become easier for him.
2: Well, you bring up a very interesting point. It's been a lot point, of work, but
0: he's getting there.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know. well, but look at the power of uh, the pre-listing pack. You know, that's something we talk about a lot with all of our students. And every one of you listening right now, whether you're in Real Estate Coaching Essentials Advanced or the Breakthrough Coaching Programs, your assignment, I don't care who your coach is, whether you're being coached by Julie or I personally or one of our other coaches, your assignment is to get your pre-listing pack done. And we've made it as easy as I possibly can. Not only have we formatted it, not only have we basically completed all the everything for you, but I've also included a great sample of the pre-listing pack from one of my personal coaching students, Joe Lombardo. And it is on Real Estate Coaching Essentials, uh, Level 4. And um, all of you guys in Advanced and Breakthrough, obviously, have access to that immediately. And those of you who are in Real Estate uh, Coaching Essentials, uh, Level 4, obviously, is on your fourth month. But the moral of the story is, it is finally completely done. And guess what, guys? For those of you who have tried and done not done it great, or you're thinking that you're going to have to you know, frustrate yourself, or the person sitting at your front desk who you think knows how to do graphic art stuff – the person right. who did the prelisting pack for Joe has agreed to work with all of you. So, go to the website, download Joe's PLP, download the template that we created for you, and then contact the person that did it for Joe. I suspect that person's going to be overloaded really really fast. Um, yeah, exactly. But the moral but of the story better than is, you're to do
0: it yourself for most of you.
2: Right. The prelisting pack is our unique, nowhere seen before 18 uh, page um Essentially, a secret to take listings on the first appointment. That's really Objection what it is. Yeah, it is. It's a competition killer. You know, publicly we don't like to use words like competition because some people. Yeah, exactly. Some people don't like those words, but the reality of it is, in real estate, there is only one commission check. You know,
0: As yeah, a you're listing not the listing agent. You are the, by the way. What you say? You, I said, don't yeah. think of yourself as the only licensed agent on the planet. Of course, you have competition.
2: Right. Well, you know, in offices, sometimes they start buying into this kumbaya, sit around the uh, campfire and hold hands and sing, sing Christmas carol type thing. Uh-huh. You know, we're all yeah. working as a team. Really, you're working as a team. So when Joe Schmo, uh, you know, next door to you gets a commission check, he's going to be sharing some of his commission with you. I don't think so. Yeah, he's going to make your you're car independent- payment for you. Right, he'll buy, exactly, he's going to buy your Christmas presents this year or whatever. No, of course not. Guys, the reality of it is, is you are entrepreneurs, you are business owners, you are in a competitive business, and you've got to approach every single opportunity with that mindset. Not think, well, if I get it, I'll get it. If I don't, I won't. Then you will never will, and you're going to go broke, and then you're going to end up failing out of the industry. Guys, don't let that happen to you. So if you are existing coaching students, your July anytime. homework assignment is to get, your get your pre-listing pack completely done. And, uh, you know, listen to all the videos, listen to the scripts that we use so that you can overcome all the objections that a seller might have. It is unbelievably powerful. And the funny thing is, and, you know, Julie, you can talk about this, when the Mm pre-listing pack is done, how motivated are they to set appointments? Oh, my gosh.
0: They're like different ages, you know. And, and you know, I always think, what are you not following up on and not pursuing because you really know that you're not prepared? Right. It is a demotivator to know, and that's why some agents, a lot of agents, just list who they know, direct referrals, slam dunks that they really, if we're being honest, don't have to try that hard for. Well, that's not really running you know, a business. That, that's more of a hobby.
2: But that, that's, but that's the bulk of the agents out there. A lot mm-hmm. of them will come to free coaching calls with you and I. Free coaching calls for com or any of our other coaches. Obviously, you know, when you're risk- requesting a free coaching call, hopefully you can book your appointment with Julie or myself. But we're pretty booked up. So let's say you do get Julia Rye, and, you know, we ask you where your business comes from. For the most part, you guys, if you know where your business comes from, if you've kept track, you will say, essentially, centers of influence, past clients, you know, you picked up a deal here or there, maybe you got a bank deal there, you got a reload here. There is no organized approach to going after the business. And we, you know, ask you, well, why haven't you gone after this, you know, use this deliberate approach to get listings and that deliberate approach to get listings and have done this and have done that. And it always comes back to what Julie was just talking about, the lack of confidence. So if you guys knew, just mentally and emotionally position yourself, let's just assume that you accept the fact that you have to have a pre-listing pack. And that's something, obviously, gets to the seller prior to you going and meeting with them. If you knew your pre-listing pack was going to be so powerful that the seller was not just going to be impressed, but absolutely, positively blown away when they saw it. So they saw your pre-listing pack. They're like, this rocks. I've never seen anything like this before. This is so much better than what all the other agents are, you know, whatever, right? So if you had that kind of impact, how enthusiastic would you be to pursue listings aggressively? See how your whole mindset changes? No longer is it the, well, what if they ask me this? What if they ask me to cut my commission? What if they ask all these difficult worst-case scenario type things we all run through our heads when we're kind of taking the slow road to become listing agents? What if you knew for sure that the pre-listing pack was going to answer all the seller's objections or potential objections before you get there so that when you go to meet with the seller, the whole appointment, 15 or 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, but it, there's virtually no pressure because all the stressful things that would normally come up in a listing appointment are completely alleviated. By the way, here's an interesting little psychological twist for all of you. Do you think the sellers like meeting with you at their house in the first time, in the first place? No, they do not. They don't like interrupting their night. They do not like having to deal with having you over there. Do you think the sellers like to have to negotiate with you or haggle with you or try to, you know, get you to, you know, price it too high or price to commit? Do you really think the sellers enjoy that after a long day at work or a long day taking care of their kids or both? No, they do not. So when you send over a pre-listing pack, you're actually. Making the seller really want to do business with you because you have removed stress from them. So by removing stress from you, worrying about what questions they might ask, by answering those questions ahead of time, in their pre-listing pack. And there's 18 pages to our pre-listing pack. And, you know, none of them are fluff. They're all there for a specific reason. Kind of all handling the handling objections, objections etc. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what a pre-listing pack does. So you now know you have a killer pre-listing pack. You now know your competition doesn't how much more costly well you know what you happens is the,
0: the sellers call if they had other appointments with other agents they call and cancel them and if they were considering yep. setting appointments with other agents after they see your stuff because you're going to send it to them before they have a chance to set those appointments they will no longer feel like they have to talk to other agents they also will stop doing things like trying to level the playing field by asking you to cut your commission why do they do that because agents typically present if they present at all, they come off kind of similar. So how does a seller weak. sort out? Or we right. similarly yeah. weak, right? So how do they sort out who they're going to list with? Well, I mean, wouldn't you, if you were the seller, try and go with whoever probably gives you a decent price and cuts their commission? What else but do they so have to go on if you don't present to them? But go
2: ahead. But here's the flip side. How often mm-hmm. do agents cut their commission, even though the seller never really asks?
0: Oh, I know. I know. I hear about that all the time. Yeah,
2: because you guys think, I mean, in California, you know, you guys think, well, I'll give you an example. If you go to New York City and you want to list your house with any of our agents, any of our coaching clients, and, you know, we're coaching a lot of the biggest agents in New York City now. You go to the city, you go into, their, you know, any agent, any of these top name brand brokerages, they won't even consider taking it for less than 6%. And remember, these are some of the most expensive properties in the world, and they're paying 6%. There is no five, well, I market. suppose there is, but nobody does business with them. If you go to the most expensive markets, this is what I'm trying to impress upon all of you. If you go to the most expensive markets in, in uh, the, uh, the country and you look at how the top agents and the top brokerages are conducting themselves, they do not cut their commission. If you go to the marginal markets and you go to the marginal brokerages and you talk with the marginal agents, they cut their commission. So by cutting your commission or even making that an issue, what you're actually really doing is telling the seller that you're marginal. You will actually, here's a mindset shift for you, you will actually lose listings because you're a commission cutter because in the seller's mind, without even consciously thinking about it, you're setting the precedent that you kind of aren't good as the other agent who's confident enough to go after 6% or 7% depending on your market or 8% I suppose. So the moral of the story here is, guys, We weren't meaning to talk about the pre-listing pack, by the way. Get your pre-listing pack done in July. I get you You started on that. It's (laughs)
0: like
2: Red Bull gives you wings. Well, (laughs) you know, Tim and Julie's pre-listing pack gives you confidence and makes you money. And for God's sake, guys, stop cutting your commission. So we are going to take a really quick Mm -hmm. commercial break, assuming I can get all the technology to work today. And when we come back, we're going to get to point number four of the 11 success habits of the millionaire agent. Mm -hmm.
1: Is coaching right for you, and how can I guarantee it will work for me? Chances are you are asking yourself those questions right now. I'll answer those critical questions for you in just a moment, but first, let's be honest about something you may have always suspected. You've probably always known that the nation's top 1% of realtors, you know, those millionaire agents you see on TV, they possess a secret knowledge that the other 99% of agents do not have. Where did they learn what they know, and more importantly, how did they learn how to put this closely guarded information into money-making action? It's simple. They have a coach. Not just any coach. The nation's mega millions, top 1% of the realtors know that in order to maintain their almost unfair advantage, that they must have their own personal coach, a proven market-tested coach who has truly walked in their shoes, a coach who has worked with many of the nation's leading agents. At this point, you're probably ready to maybe try coaching. However, you don't want to be unfairly locked into a long-term ball and chain that coaching contracts can give you. It just makes sense that you should be able to try it before you buy it. Even more importantly, you want to have a coach who is the best of the best. Not someone who is simply assigned to you or even worse, has never sold real estate. Can you imagine? If this is you, I have something for you right now that is exactly what you have been looking for. For the next 48 hours, Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching is offering you a free coaching call. This is a real coaching call with a real Tim and Julie Harris coach. Now, while you are thinking about it, why don't you visit us online? at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Once again, that is freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Now, let's be clear. This exclusive coaching opportunity is only available for the first 50 realtors who are stone cold serious about their real estate business and know that in order to succeed at the highest level, they must hire a coach. So don't wait any longer. Take action now and visit us again at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. Again, that's
2: freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Thanks so much. See you all soon. Okay, we are back. And the next success habit of the millionaire agent, and these are interesting points, is called know about life's finer things. Now, this is... Critical information, especially if you're wanting to increase your average sale price, increase the uh, volume of the higher end real estate properties. And I would strongly encourage you to do just that. You know, depending on your market, you'll have differing opportunities for this, but for the vast majority of you, uh, it would be the easiest way for you to increase your commissions by simply focusing or having a focus or opening your mind to having a focus of increasing your average sale price. Julie and I did it when we sold real estate. We went literally, we moved from a market where the average sale price was right around 200,000 to our market where the average sale price was closer to a million. Guess what? The competition wasn't as aggressive. They weren't as organized. And the questions the sellers had, the process was the same. Everything was virtually identical. Uh, the one thing that was identical is, are the expectations that the sellers had for us and how they went about sniffing us out to determine whether or not we were like them which obviously is one of the things that sellers look for so Julie go ahead
0: this is really really key and I think this is also one of the most fun aspects of real estate when you take it seriously and make it a project so the next point is know about life's finer things so you might be able to fire off the RBI of every Yankee batter since 1930 but big deal so can a lot of trailer trash bumpkins The successful agent is a connoisseur, a bon vivant, a person whose character can only be described by French words. Your knowledge of finer things shows class. It shows culture. It helps you fit into those neighborhoods that you are trying to become an agent in. It shows that you can be a peer amongst those people in that neighborhood. So get books, hit the museums, get classy. When you are looking to volunteer for something, for example, volunteer for charitable foundations. Who are the people who volunteer for charities? Well, guess what? People who have money, who have time to volunteer. Wouldn't that be a great center of influence to upgrade to? So familiarize yourself with food, you know, wine, art, literature. Don't try and break into, say, a newer construction neighborhood if you don't know who's building there, who are the architects, what type of houses are those, what are the floor plans, what are the names of the models that are being built there. You can't just break in because you feel like it. You've got to actually fit in to break in. So you can't go wrong with this approach. It forces you to not be a secret agent. You've got to get out there. One of the things that we did when we were breaking into the upper end is we went to uh, weekly wine tastings at the country club. Well, that was a lot of fun. About 100 to 150 people would show up. Great way to, you know, basically get to know that clientele, get to know people, and socialize, network, etc. So So, I, I mean, I think this is one of the more fun aspects of real estate.
2: Well, it's true. And you know what's more is like Julie said, your h- higher end sellers, they're going to have already experienced a lot of the, you know, they'll have been to Europe. They'll have been to the art museums. They'll have yeah. preferences and, you know, of collections of things that Right. Exactly. So at least familiarize yourself with those things so that they can feel comfortable with you when you contact them. When you're walking around somebody's house and you see a particular kind of piano or you see a particular painting that you're familiar with and you let them know that you are or let them know you have a similar interest or or, maybe even passions. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That that right there will oftentimes get you the listing if you're competing against somebody yes. that is literally, completely, and totally. You know, some of these things that we tell you guys are hard to hear because we're you know seemingly preaching crap classism. Hey, guess what? It's there. Okay, it just is. That is the about- way it is. I mean, I remember when we were interviewing, you know, our superstar, one of our superstars, Valerie, uh Fitzgerald. And you guys know her because she's one of these TV stars, and she's got a team in real estate, and she works with all these you know big names in Hollywood and all that sort of thing. So you know what Valerie does? Every year, she goes to Europe. She goes to France, or she goes to wherever. She does what her customers do. She travels where they travel. She has the you know similar experiences. She drives a Bentley. She does these things so that she fits in. So she's like them. So they're like her. And obviously, naturally, it's going to be easier for people to do business that are like themselves. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, in the lower ends, it's so easy for people to say, well, you know what, I'm just going to go and so focus on uh, lower end listings. I'm just going to focus on the cheap stuff where I can dominate the people, where I can well, tell them easier. what to do because, right, I mean, that's not easier. That's more work, and it's not as much fun. And so, well, you know, that's the, next true. <laughs> point I really, the next point I know Julie really likes. What's the next point, Julie? We're trying to teach our little six-month-old daughter at the next point.
0: Okay, hang on. Let me switch my screens. Okay, yes, have good manners. All right, so what does this mean? Well, good graces still do play a big role. It shows class. It shows respect. So we're not talking about, you know, just basic stuff that you already do out of habit. We're talking about honest-to-goodness, good manners, open doors for women, let others pass you first, actually say please and thank you, say it's my pleasure, look people in the eye when you talk to them. This is a big thing with agents, Tim. Don't be checking yourself on why you're supposedly having a conversation with a prospect or a buyer or you're at an open house, right? Actually engage. Be present with people. Have good table etiquette. Don't interrupt people. Don't swear. You know, I mean, the list goes on, right? But have basic manners. And I, I have to say, Tim, one of the big black holes of this is agents talking with each other. Some of you guys are abusive to each other. The stories I hear about the deals you guys are doing – you know, do you think you would do more business or less business with better manners? Hmm. Let's consider that. I'm still one.
2: thinking about the, I'm still thinking about the don't swear on the list because you know.
0: I know you're. I swear. Out sometimes. <laughs> I am. Okay. All
2: right. Next point, So Julie. is my
0: dog, but not your dog, curiously.
2: Okay. Now you're, you're really sounding anyway. weird. Just these people are listening, going, "What the Sorry. heck are they talking yes. about? Dogs don't talk. Ours do. Okay, Ours get do. over it. <laughs> next point, Julie.
0: Okay. So the next point is. Do become comfortable with public speaking. Actually make public speeches. Some of my clients do um, Toastmasters, and that's helped them a lot with their presentation skills. So join Toastmasters, DNI, practice speaking in front of your friends. Before you go and do your upgraded listing presentation that we've taught you, actually practice it in front of your friends. Get comfortable. Good. I We always read this, the same statistics that one of the biggest fears that people have is public speaking. So be the one who's not afraid of public speaking. You'll make more money. You'll help more people. You'll be more appealing. People will look up to you. It's all good. So become a great public speaker. That is what you're doing on a listing presentation after all.
2: So we did um, educational events back in 2007 with a guy named John Alexandrov. And he wrote some books. He was an author, and some of you guys probably went to those events we did. John Alexandrov. His whole presentation was he would read stories from mm-hmm. Chicken Remember Soup for the Soul. That's what he would do. He'd go up there on stage, basically, and he would, you know, the gist of his most the majority of what he was doing, and people loved it. Is he just would read these really amiable, you know, tear wrenching, make you cry, make you think type stories to reinforce whatever point he was saying. So what was John doing? He was using the power of being a great storyteller. If you don't have great stories, read somebody else's great stories. Talk about if you guys, for example, could put yourself in the position where you're in front of a group of people and you're able to share with them a story. It doesn't have to be some long, drawn-out thing that bores people, but some story that you read that motivated you, that excited you. You could start out simply by saying, you know, listen, I came across something the other day that really touched my heart, and if you guys wouldn't mind, I'd like to share it with you. Who's going to say no to that? The mistake that is easily made when you're in a sales business is making it about you. So when you're talking, as a rule, avoid the personal pronouns. Don't talk about you. Don't direct the conversation back towards you. We talk about this a lot with our coaching students. We talk about this a lot on this radio show. Show complete interest and stay focused. And, you know, when you're giving public speeches, when you have the opportunity even to talk in front of a small group of people – embrace it if you're not knowing what to say or how to say it just learn to tell stories just tell really good stories because at the end of the day everyone's going to listen and they're going to remember you for the story so you're going to tell some great story that maybe you just read in chicken soup for the solar maybe you can do what john did where he'd literally read directly from the book and then you're yeah, going to remember it can easy this on great story well, yeah you're going to hear, remember this great story that you heard it you know, they're gonna remember you and they're gonna sign the great story to you and they're not gonna remember that you were reading it from a book. You guys get it? Become a great storyteller, you know, become a great speaker, embrace the opportunity, position yourself as folks as someone that folks want to listen to. Next point, Jules?
0: Next point is to actually do a great job keeping your network of contacts together. It is true that the more people you know, the more good opportunities will present themselves. Real estate is a contact sport, so we have a saying here, which is that secret agents have skinny kids. Okay, so actually, go out of your way to meet more people and to keep track of them. So, you know, think of it in terms of your image. Knowing lots of people shows that you're likable, that you're in high demand. To maintain a pool of contacts, it does take work. So this means you've got to return phone calls, you've got to return emails. Quickly, with urgency, you will absolutely make more money in real estate the more people you know and the more urgency you follow in following up with them. So work towards being seen as trustworthy and reliable. Talking to people every day actually works wonders. Some of you guys hide out from your prospects, from your clients, from your voicemail. You know, it, it always... I, it's crazy. Sometimes I get these uh, requests for free coaching calls, and the topic will be need more leads. Then I'll call to follow up, and the agent's voicemail is full. Like, how, do you, how would you know if you need more leads? Your voicemail is full. What is up with this? Let's start with basic coaching here. Okay? So urgency equals abundance. It does make a difference how many conversations you're having, how many people you know, how frequently you're speaking with them, and how quickly you follow up. It matters.
2: It does. And so moving forward, guys, when you're thinking about your contact list, when you're thinking about how to actually stay in front of them on a regular basis in such a way that they'd actually look forward to hearing from you, that's where the art of it comes in. If you're calling up your centers of influence and your past clients and your friends and your family members and whatnot, and you're starting out with, this is a business call, how receptive right. are they going to be to hearing from you the second time? Right. right. Yeah. So Julie, next point.
0: Okay, so the next point is one of my favorites, and you'd be surprised what a difference this makes, travel. So, you know, it's about broadening your horizons, going someplace different, being frosty, being present when you go there. When you travel, it shows that you're actually curious about the world. You want to soak in other cultures, other cities, other things that you're doing. A well-traveled person has interesting stories to tell related to a previous point, point. You charm people with tales of places that you've been. You've experienced flavors, sounds, sights that other people have, and it makes you more interesting. It makes you someone that people want to know. It shows that you're open-minded and less likely to clutch onto fanatic ideals. When you've seen more of the world, you have a better understanding of people. Do you think that that's going to help you with your real estate practice, make you more interesting, make you more likable, tell better stories? These things are all related.
2: You know what I'm surprised by, Julie, is how many people haven't been to Europe.
0: I know. It's crazy.
2: I mean, I mean, honestly, how how could you, you know, you guys have can you a be on duty for yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've got to go to Europe. You've got to walk the streets of Rome and walk the – I mean, last time Julie and I were in Paris, it rained the entire time.
0: The entire time. Not <laughs> right? like sprinkles, but like downpour. Right, time. like Ohio
2: rain, you know, if you guys know if you're from the <laughs> yeah. Midwest, like cold, wet, constant, it's going to soak, yeah. but you know what, we had such a fantastic time, did. even walking around in the rain, it was brilliant, you know, we went to the top of the Eiffel Tower, We'd, but why am I telling you all this, because I'm telling you a story about the travels, did you guys notice how you were listening more, did you notice how it was interesting, did you notice how all of a sudden what we were saying became more enticing, more compelling, that's what travel does for you, that you can't get if you just stay in your own little bubble your entire life. So, Julie, if these guys want a free coaching call,
0: what do they do? Free coaching calls for agents.com, very simple. Go there, sign up, we'll schedule with you, and we'll do it quickly because we follow up with urgency. That's right,
2: we do. Oh, (laughs) by the way, they can now schedule themselves, so they don't even have to wait for us to follow up. Oh, even
0: better. There you go. Even better.
2: So, guys, listen, I know Julie and I have to both get back to work. You have to get back to work, too depending on where you are in the country or the world, you have plenty of work time left today. If anything we can do for you, free coaching calls for agents.com. Have a fantastic day.
1: This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows